Are you looking for a fun and engaging way to bring prayer time into your children's daily routine? Prayer and repentance do not have to be uncomfortable or intimidating. Today, Sarah Holstrom is going to talk about her amazing book that can guide parents and caretakers to help children build a lifelong habit of praying. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. Today I have two ladies who have written a wonderful book, Stephanie Thurling and Sarah Holstrom. And they met during their grad years at Pepperdine University and launched a ministry together called Raising Prayerful Kids. Stephanie has her master's in youth family and culture from Fuller Theological Seminary and has worked in youth ministry for many years before deciding to stay home with her three kids. Sarah has her master's in education from Azusa Pacific University and has spent several years working in kids ministry as well as teaching elementary school. Now she stays home with her four kids and works part-time as the creative elementary director at her church. Though they live in different parts of the country, they both have a passion for helping parents teach their kids how to pray. As authors of Raising Prayerful Kids, they love to share easy, life-giving, and fun ways to help kids experience God through prayer. And today, I'm so happy to have Sarah Holstrom, one of the two authors of this most amazing parenting book. And I'm not saying that lightly. It really is an amazing parenting book. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you, Leanne. I'm so excited and honored to be here with you. Again, you know, I'm so excited you're here. I talked a little bit right now about how excited I am about all the information you have in this book, but it's page after page after page. There are so many wonderful and easy activities in your books for parents to use to help children build lifelong habits of praying. So, and I'm excited for parents to get the book and put these ideas into practice. Can you start by telling us about a few of these ideas? And let's start with the paper prayer chain. Absolutely. Okay, so the paper prayer chain is so fun. This is one of Steph's chapters. And when she started this with her kids when they were little, little, she said, you know, they already want to make paper prayer chains where you cut strips of paper and you tape them together and you can take one off every day until an important event. And she said, why not make these into prayer paper chains? So what we do is we have our put together, they could start even with seven, just doing a week, right? And they can either draw pictures of something they want to pray for if they're little, or the older kids can write a name of somebody or something they want to pray for, and they can hang it up wherever they want to and take one off every day and pray for that person or that thing. And this is a great way to kind of gently introduce the idea of writing out our prayers and just how impactful that is. So It's a more age-appropriate way to start writing our prayers and even to start watching and noticing how God truly does answer prayers. So I remember doing this once with my son and him saying, we prayed for our neighbor who was sick and now he's better. And just being so surprised and delighted that God answers prayer. So this is a fun thing to do with your kids or your kids at church or your grandkids and help them just start seeing that prayer is real and that God really does answer us. I like this idea. And I, I talk about this idea in my new book that's coming out in 2024, but mine's a little bit different. 
Mine's a paper chain, but on the paper, I tell parents to go ahead and write the good things their children did that day. Maybe they picked up their toys and they put them away and they help mommy empty the dishwasher and, and attach that paper chain until they have a long chain that they can wear around the house, okay, for a day. And then when you're done, if they get too long, you can pin them on a, a cork board and make it a piece of art for the kids to look at to remind them of all the wonderful things they've done. I love your idea, Leanne. That's so fun. And that's what we're all about is just making this fun for kids and making God accessible, reminding them that he is their best friend and that they can go to him. They don't have to wait for mom or dad. Even they could talk to him all day long and it could be fun and joyful too. Yeah. And kids love arts and crafts. So it's just a fun way. But also I love something else you talk about in your book called The Blessings Bag and Charlie's Heart. Can you share that with our audience? Absolutely. So my son, I can't remember if he was four or five, but we were on our way to church. There was a a nursery daycare program that my kids were in and we were at a red light and he saw somebody who had a sign up that said he was homeless and hungry. And, you know, I didn't have any extra coins or anything like that in my car, but Charlie said, mama, give him something, hurry, give him something. And he was so frantic. And I looked around and I said, I'm sorry, Char, I don't have anything. And then he just said, give him the cookie bar from my lunch. I'm like, give him the cookie bar. And it just convicted me because earlier that morning I had made his lunch and he had begged me to put a cookie bar, which is really like a fig bar (laughs) into his lunch. So it was his favorite part. And the reason I was just so touched was because I, I don't think I'm like that. And I want to be like that. I want to be desperate to help somebody else and to give them the best thing, the thing that's hardest for me to give away. And the best part was he rolled down the window when we gave the man the cookie bar and he said, what's your name? And you know, the light had turned green, but the man said, my name is Chris. And so as we were driving away, we prayed for Chris and that kind of sparked something in my husband and I. So it was around Christmas time. And we said, what if we put together something like this in our car? So we're always ready. We have these little bags. So we took the kids to the dollar store and just got a few things, you know, socks, a few snacks. And we had the kids write notes to put in there. And we had about 10 of them at Christmas time. And the best part was giving out the bags was really special, but just praying over the bags and having the kids think about what to write in the note. And then we always made sure to ask the name. So we could either pray right there or have a list on my phone of people's names to pray for. And I think it really helped our family start to see that everybody is made in the image of God and start to think about people other than ourselves. And so that's something that kind of became a tradition. And the fun part of that is, you know, our motto in our family is be a blessing. How can we be a blessing? And it's fun to ask your kids that. And maybe blessing bags won't be your thing, but maybe there's something else that your kids will say, well, I think we could help in this way. Or my heart really breaks for for this situation or this person. And when you serve together and it, it's kind of your kid's idea and they take some ownership over it, it just provides all these opportunities as a family to pray and to let God change our perspective. I love that. And the kids get to see firsthand what it means to be a servant like Christ. I think that's so important. And another thing about your book, which I love, and there's too many things to cover in this short podcast that we have, but we keep it short so parents can listen to it, is the repent prayer game and the various confession statements. Can you talk about that, please? 
Okay, this is going to sound weird, but I love confession. (laughs) I think I'm a recovering perfectionist. So, so many of my early years as a mom, I just felt like I really needed to be perfect and model perfection. And the Lord really helped set that free in me. And something that I borrowed from an author and speaker, Jeannie Cunyon, um, she said on a, a sermon I was listening to, she said, we are a house of confession, not perfection. So we say that all the time in my house and, you know, we apologize to each other and to Jesus, but the repent prayer game or or more of like a teaching tool, I taught my kids early on that to repent or to confess is not just to say, oh, I shouldn't have done that, you know, to, to disagree with what you did, but it's actually to turn away from it completely and say, I'm going to go a different direction. So I kind of taught them when they were really little to do a little 180 jump and just flip around jump into my arms, and then I could hug them. And it's similar to when we repent, when we confess, we are jumping away from that sin or that struggle even, and we are jumping into the Father's arms. And He is faithful to forgive us every single time. So there's so many ways you can start to do confession activities, which sounds like a very scary, solemn thing, but you can make it normal and fun in your family. So sometimes we'll just be around the dinner table and we'll have paper or note cards And we'll write down something that we want to confess. And we don't even have to share it with each other. Usually we do, you know, so I'll say like, I'm really sorry for snapping at all of you guys. And I'll write it out and the kids will write out. I remember my son drawing a picture of him hitting his sister. And then we just crumple it all up and we throw it in the trash. And then we get a new paper and we write something like Jesus forgives me or even draw a heart or a cross. And it's it's like that physical action of throwing it away and replacing it with God's goodness. So they learn to kind of be in that practice all the time, that it's a normal part of being a Christ follower or a Christian is to confess and that adults have to do it too. I think when I was a kid, I thought you reached this level of perfection and that just isn't the case. We always, Until we get to heaven, right? We always need Jesus and we always need to confess. I like the idea of having them jump up and turn because uh, the biblical definition of repent means to turn, totally turn away and change the direction in which you're going away from the sin and towards Christ and his righteousness. And you can start doing this early. Well, I think it's so important. Not only can you, can you, but you should, because then as they become teenagers, they're going to be used to saying, hey, mom, I got to confess. This is what happened. And they can do it without fear knowing that you're going to talk to them about what they did, what they could do better. I used to tell my kids, if you tell me what you did wrong, the consequences will be less than if I find out you did something wrong. And part of that is confession. So I think that's a great idea to start very young. I like the idea again of jumping up and turning around. Kids are very active. They love to do things that causes them to physically engage in whatever they're doing. Amen. So the last thing I'd like to talk about is divine readings. Please explain what you mean by this. Yes. Okay. So we have a chapter in our book that Stephanie wrote called Lectio Divina. And like you said, that just means divine reading. And, you know, Steph learned how to do this when she was um, in seminary. And I learned this in college. And it's, it's not a Bible study. It's a way to pray through the Bible. And God speaks to us through his word. So I can be tempted to just kind of read through and jump to the next thing, but to slow down and ask what he might be teaching us is really powerful. But Steph had the idea, why don't we do this with our kids? You know, sometimes we underestimate just how curious and how smart and how connected to God they already are. So 
We do this with our kids really in a simple way. Maybe start with a verse or a short chapter. I just did it the other day with Psalm 23. And you just say, okay, we're going to read this in a special way. And we have our kids close their eyes, get comfy. We read them the verse or the passage and then stop and say, did anything pop out in your mind? Or what, what did you kind of hold on to? Because that could be the Holy Spirit talking to you and highlighting something just for you. Because the Bible is amazing like that. It comes alive for us. So then they'll share what maybe stuck out to them. And then we say, okay, let's read it again and listen to that part again. And we'll read it again and then ask a few questions. Like, what do you think God was trying to tell you in that passage? And what does that teach you about God's heart? And what does that teach you about you? And then we end our time together just by praying. And that has been really special to do with the kids because they've had some big breakthroughs that I know is from God speaking to their heart already. And it makes me wish I did this as a kid because maybe it would be easier for me now to slow down and stop and listen and really expect to hear from God. I love that. I always say when you're reading a Bible verse, make sure they understand every single word in that verse. Because kids will memorize a verse and not understand the full meaning of the Bible verse. So I I love that you're slowing them down to read the Bible verse, to to give them a chance to see if the Holy Spirit is speaking to them. That's they're learning how to connect not only with their reading, but with the Holy Spirit directly speaking to their soul. Again, there are so many things that we could talk about. We could probably have three, four hours talking about all the wonderful suggestions and resources and raising prayerful kids. I want to thank you, Sarah, for being on the show today. I'm sorry Stephanie couldn't join us, but maybe we'll have you on again later, the both of you. Keep writing these wonderful books. Thank you, Leanne. We would love that. Thank you. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. 